What's up, Turk? Saturday night's the night for me. Saturday night's the only night of the week you, you guys get it on? Normally the week's too busy, so we plan for Saturday night. Welcome to the Turk, Megan, and Amateur Alex podcast. Love the morning. I like to listen to in the morning. Mornings in Halifax. On 101.3 Virgin Radio. Have you ever scheduled getting it on? Over 7,000 people participated in this survey. In that, 38% adults said they have scheduled it before. 39% said they haven't. I don't know if I believe that 39%. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It doesn't sound like some people might think, oh, if you have to schedule, it's probably boring and mundane. But that's just their way of life sometimes, whether it's a little sneaky rendezvous, whether it's because that's your one night off that week, whatever. I think it's uh, completely normal for people who are in a relationship, Mm. right? When you're a single person, you go out and you're just hoping it's going to happen, right? Like you can't really schedule that. I schedule some stuff. You You schedule meetups, but you don't know necessarily if it's going to happen yeah, or yeah, not, yeah. right? Like, you're still kind of hoping, like, oh, maybe I'll get lucky tonight. <laughs> but when you're in a relationship, you got to sit back. Like, you get caught up in life, right? So that at one point, you sit there and go, damn, we haven't done it in a while. And you're tired at this point when you realize you haven't done it in a while. So it's like, tomorrow work for you? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I mean, absolutely. I don't think there's one relationship out there. If, you, if you're in a relationship, tell me you ain't never planned it out for a certain day. Because I would call BS on that. <laughs> I'd call BS on that real quick. I do it all the time. You know, it's spontaneous happens all the time, too. But, I mean, of course, you always got to do the, hey, you know, it's been a couple days. What are you saying Wednesday? And then you look <laughs> forward to it. But somebody texted the show and said, no BS, Turk. My husband and I never schedule our sexy time. And they've been together for over eight years now. How is that possible? Eight it's years. Possible. You're, you're telling me in the eight years, you and your husband have never said it's been a couple of days. We should definitely get it on this weekend or tomorrow. Because that, that would be considered scheduling, right? Maybe the rest of us are just jealous. All right, let's go to the phones right now. Welcome to the show. What's up? I wonder, when did everybody start getting a lead foot all of a sudden? Like, what, people driving fast? Oh, my God. Ridiculous. Maybe maybe they got sexy time to get to. You know what I mean? Hey, you know what? I forgot about that. I, I got to start doing that here. Oh in baby making mode here next week. Okay, so if you're looking to make a baby, then you're definitely scheduling sexy time. We don't. I mean, it happens casually, but I mean, right now, we, we want another child, so we're in the process of trying for another one. Right. So she's definitely tracking her ovulation times, you know, and, you know, I'll get a text message here saying, hey, baby making time, baby making time, right? So <laughs> Get over here now. Right. Or, you know, tonight's baby making mode, like kids are going to nanny. Yeah, that's got to be fun. No, mm-hmm. <laughs> listen. Thank you for the call this morning, and welcome to the show. What's up? What's up, Turk? What's happening, man? Saturday night's the night for me. That, so Saturday night's the only night of the week you you guys get it on? No, no, no. We have we have spontaneous nights during the week, but normally the week's too busy, so we plan for Saturday night. So Saturday night, night you're guaranteed you're getting some action, but like oh, you yeah. you might yep. spontaneously have some action here and there throughout the week randomly yep. throughout certain months but no matter what yep. saturday is always the night well saturday is always the night yep and we've been married for like 16 years now good for yeah, you man that sounds awesome yeah so what do yep. you what do you do to keep it all spicy and stuff you know what i mean because obviously <laughs> that becomes a pattern it becomes a routine it's saturday we, saturday no, take, saturday saturday take, saturday and a little saturday and you're probably in the same doing the same types of things what are you doing you role playing no, what's going we change on things up we change things up different things on saturday nights we do different things like theme different nights and places, stuff like Different places, different actions, different stuff. Yeah. Keep going. <laughs> yeah. What else? Give me more, man. 
I need to know oh, everything. All kinds of stuff, man. No, I can't say stuff on the radio. Okay, so where's the craziest place, though, for real? Uh, downstairs in the laundry room. That's the craziest place. <laughs> in the kitchen. That's okay. Like these all seem like normal places. Have you left the house on a Saturday night? Uh, yeah, we've done hotel nights. Also, not that crazy. Have you done whatever? Any like landmarks? <laughs> I can't go into detail, man. It's not. Uh, I can't say it on the radio. I hear you. I hear you, man. We appreciate you going this far into detail, though. Thank you. You're listening to the Turk, Megan, and Amateur Alex podcast. And hear them live weekday mornings on 101.3 Virgin Radio. So this is uh, one in 22 people are psychopaths. Okay. It also lists the jobs that they're most likely to be working. Mm, wow. Radio host is in there. <laughs> <laughs> Our job falls in at number three. Psychopath. We're talking about like full on, like could be like Ted Bundy type stuff. Well, maybe not full on. You know, I I don't know exactly the degree, but in the study, they found that 4.5% of the general population are psychopaths, which breaks down to about one in 22. And then it gives you like the top three jobs they'd be working. And at number three, it's radio hosts. So <laughs> wow, I'm not trying to blow anyone's cover here. We don't want to piss off any psychopaths listening to this show. The, the other two jobs. Our CEOs and lawyers. So CEO being number one, lawyers at number two, and then again, radio at number three. I'll just list off the rest of these jobs as well. Salesperson, surgeon, journalist, priest, police officer, chef, and a politician. Now we're going to go into the jobs with the fewer amount of psychopaths. Mm. Social workers at number one. Nurses, therapists, craftsmen, stylists, charity workers, teachers, artists, physicians, and accountants. These are a lot of caring and compassionate jobs and things like that. I feel like with the list, the side of the list that was saying there are more psychopaths, according to the study, a lot of those gigs think radio, um, think CEO, I think CEO, think lawyer, a lot of maybe like more egotistical tendencies. Um, you know what I mean? Out for number one type tendencies, as opposed to that was more humanitarian and compassionate jobs. What about the salesperson? They're psychopaths, apparently, too. <laughs> like, so you, I think you gotta be. <laughs> you gotta be egotistical to be a salesperson. I, guess. I mean, you gotta be good at you making know, crap up sometimes. I think about the old 1980s car salesman now. This is the Virgin Mornings Podcast with Turk, Megan, and Amateur Alex. Also heard live on 101.3 Virgin Radio. Okay, so how many times do you shower a day? And I'm sure. By tonight or at some point today when you get in the shower, you're going to be thinking about this conversation because it's what happened to me yesterday. (laughs) I couldn't help it after our shower conversation yesterday. I was taking a shower and I started thinking to myself like, wow, am I using way too much product? Like maybe should I just rinse off today instead of using this bar of soap? Maybe I shouldn't be using shampoo or face wash. Like all these thoughts were running through my head after we spoke about this yesterday on the show on how often maybe we should be showering. You know, I was all up in my head. It worked. Well, it didn't change anything. I I do have to take a shower at least once a day. Minimum once a day. And I do use product every single time, right? Like I'm a bar soap type person. But we were talking about it because Dwayne The Rock Johnson, he says he takes multiple showers a day, sometimes three, four showers a day. He just has to do it. It's necessary for him. And then Jake Gyllenhaal was like, nope, don't shower every day. It's actually harmful for the body. You can go many days without showering. So we were curious to find out how many people here in the HRM are more like The Rock, how many people are like Jake Gyllenhaal. We got a couple of texts here I'll just share. Uh, Somebody said, I shower daily, but only three times a week with products. 
And I think if I'm going to do anything, I'm going to do it much like that person right there. Um, because as I was thinking about it yesterday in our conversation, I was like, maybe I don't need to use product every single day. However, when it comes to like washing like the armpits and, you know, your, your, your body bits and all that stuff, I feel like I have to use product every single day. So if I'm going to transition, I'll do it like this person where I'll shower every single day and maybe just use the products three times a week and the other times use water. Somebody else said, I don't shower every day, but also they don't exercise nearly as often as The Rock. And that's just it, right? The Rock probably spends a lot of time in the gym. Oh, he says he's got a system. Yeah, the first shower in his morning is a cold one to wake himself up. He says the second shower is a warm one after his workout before work. And then the final shower is a hot shower to relax at the end of his day. That's what his system is. The warm shower after the workout, that's pretty good for the muscles, right? It can can help prevent injury. Okay, we we want our poll results. Let's do it. Um, Here in HRM, and I simply just asked, do you shower daily or not? And more people... Do not shower daily. Now, it's only by a little bit. There was hundreds of votes that came in on this one, and only by 10 do the non-everyday shower people prevail. See, I'm afraid of smelling, right? Like, And it's not like I, <laughs> <laughs> like, like I would never want to smell or like if I'm laying in bed with the girl and all that stuff. I, I just don't, I don't want to ever feel like I smell. So like to me, I feel like I have to shower, but I'm also very active, right? Like, so I, I just feel like I got to be clean enough. Clean enough for who? That's what I say. All the people around that don't want to smell that stank. You're listening to the Turk, Megan, and Amateur Alex podcast. And hear them live weekday mornings on 101.3 Virgin Radio. Be honest with yourself. Have you ever taken a beer glass, wine glass, mug, or whatever when you go out to a restaurant just because you like the way it looks? Listen, I'm not going to lie. I do it. I stick it it in my girlfriend's, my, my, sorry, my fiance's purse, so... She's kind of like the one who really... Does she know that it's in there, or do you tell her after? She don't need to know that. Like, when we get (laughs) home, I'm like, yo, dig in that purse. I think I put a Heineken glass up in there. Oh, my God. The way I look at it is when we go out, she uses my pockets for her lipsticks and whatever, makeups and all that. So I use her purse for glasses. It's kind of like you rub my back, I rub your back. I think that's wild. I do a lot of, um, what's it called, like, you know, secondhand shopping and things, and you can get lots of glassware at those places. Like, I've collected a lot of mugs those ways. Yeah, those those glasses and mugs were probably taken from a restaurant at one point. In this probably, time. but now I'm buying them. Somebody so. took it over to the Value Village and dropped them off. Because that's Megan on Team Turk. After a while, you yeah, exactly right. <laughs> after a while, you just have way too many beer glasses, and you're like, what do I do with these? And they're they're all mismatched and everything, right? Um, but like even like like when you think of the vineyards, you go down to the valley, you go down to like a, a winery or whatnot. A lot of people might snag one of those nice little wine glasses on a romantic occasion or time of celebration that might say like Lightfoot or something, you you might snag that up. Like, come on. If you've done that once, you're Team Turk. If we've done what? If you've taken one. I've never been down south. Did you mention going down south? I didn't say anything about down south. Oh, sorry, baby. I'm dreaming. What radio show are you on? <laughs> I said the valley. A different show. Said, you go down to the valley. Yeah, like she's on a whole nother topic. Now. <laughs> um, what are people saying on text, Alex? Somebody said, a girlfriend and myself have taken fish bowls on Fishbowl Fridays. Right. That's Those are huge. Yes. There are two texts of that. These people are Team Turk times 100. Uh, yeah, those are big glasses. That's what you call thug life right there. <laughs> I have a fishbowl at my house. I didn't take it. It just somehow appeared at my house after a party. Somebody must have snagged one up and then brought it to a party at my <laughs> house, and then I ended up acquiring it. So I, I do have a fishbowl, but that's thug life when you take one of those. You're going to have when the authorities some- knocking on your door going, where's that fishbowl? 
You know what? Honestly, it looks like it's Team Turk winning this uh, oh, wow. by quite a few. Uh, are you really blown away, Megan? I am kind of, actually. It's like, okay, it's not like we're all out there stealing glasses every single day, but like, the majority, I feel like the majority of people listening have snagged one at least. No, in the I last- know, but I'm I'm just thinking like whatever, do what you do. But I'm just like because if if you're taking one and then someone else is taking one, so the same spot could get hit up a bunch, and it's well, like that costs them a lot of money. I do think this text wraps it up nicely. It says every restaurant owner in the HRM is now going to tell Turk and his fiance <laughs> that they can't be served. <laughs> <laughs> or they're going to have her check her purse at the door. <laughs> okay, so I want you to think about this and then put yourself in Quentin Tarantino's shoes. Mm. Quentin Tarantino, a big movie producer, very rich, famous. And I don't see that he really has that many big issues with his mother, except that he will not give his mother any dime, any money that he ever made from being rich. He will not give her because when he was a lot younger, she mocked him a lot for you know writing screenplays and stuff like that so apparently he wasn't doing well in school and his mom would always be like you need to start doing better in school and quit your little and then put up the little quote fingers quit your little screenplay job oh didn't take it seriously told him that uh it was gonna go nowhere in life so he pretty much at that point he vowed to himself that if he ever got rich and famous that she would never get a dime of it that's been pretty true all the way to this point uh, this based off an interview with Quentin Tarantino. Now, he did help his mom out one time. He bailed her out with the IRS, but that's pretty much Aww. all. Mom's not getting a house. Mom's not getting a car. Mom's not getting vacations. And he's stuck to that. So It's one thing to say it. Wow. But to stick to it for that long? Wow. Put yourself in his shoes. If you had a parent that did not believe in you and always put you down for what you were trying to do, gave you no direction to try to get there, be successful... And you had to do it all on your own while battling that. And, you know, also being a young person, these people are of influence. Your mom, your dad, you know, these people could influence you in very positive ways. But he wasn't getting that. So, you know, he felt tore down by his mom. So he vowed that he'd never help out once he got rich and famous, that she'd never get a penny of that. And he stuck to it. So think about it. What would you do? Get your fix of Turk, Megan, and Amateur Alex weekdays 530 to 10 on Virgin Radio. And follow the podcast on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.